When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One week ago tonight, the Indianapolis Colts selected Anthony Richardson to be the face of their franchise. So looking ahead to his rookie season, what can we expect from the talented rookie out of Florida? Well, let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, a senior analyst here at Horseshoe Huddle, joined by my fellow writer and colleague at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, it's been a week since the first round of the draft took place, and I don't know if it's set in really uh, the the amount of picks, the the amount of talent that the Colts acquired uh, this past weekend, but uh, just just getting to learn more and more about these guys. I I know it's probably just that post draft buzz that that every uh, every team uh, kind of goes through, but man, it sure seems like the Colts got a hell of a draft class. So how you doing, man? How's your week been? And uh, what are your thoughts on on the Colts? post-draft one week ago well you know you you've had a chance to to kind of let it sink in that there was 12 picks first off um and that's almost two around that's insane that's a lot of picks also when you know when you're on twitter when you're when you're looking on youtube or wherever you see uh your colts news man you've seen some of you've heard the voice of some of these guys you've gotten to see the reactions for some of them when they were called by ballard and company and, and you, it just gets you really freaking pumped for a youth movement. It's 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 not a full on rebuild. I'd say it's more like a retooling, but it's a retooling of youthful, impactful, very high ceiling athletes that I think any Colts fan can can just get so much behind. Absolutely. And and obviously, everyone wants to talk about that guy that went number four overall, Anthony Richardson, uh, the co- future quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, who might start quicker than we even think. But as always, we got to give the, sh- the chat a shout out before we get started here. Logan Schmidt, as always, is here. Stats Matt, the third host of the show. We've got Nick. We've got Gary Thompson, who made it live. Good there to see is. you, buddy. Uh, we're going to have a really fun show tonight, really diving in to uh, the expectations for Anthony Richardson because I, I really think fans need to need to really be prepared uh, and and kind of come come into this season uh, just being honest with themselves. Uh, this this isn't Andrew Luck that we're talking about who's going to start from day one, hit the ground running, and, and lead the Colts to an eleven and five season. I just don't see it being that way, and I don't think the Colts expect that either. We're talking about a kid that only had thirteen starts in college, uh, only had. Uh, is only 20 years old. There's going to be a lot to learn. So let, we're going to dive into all of that tonight. Uh, we got Toby is here at uh, 
J-U-S-M-C-J-G is here as well from Facebook. Uh, we love to have all you guys here. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and look at that ticker. Subscribe to Horseshoe Huddle on YouTube. Please go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter. Hit that bell on YouTube. I forgot to say, so you know, whenever uh, Drake and I are going live, whenever Destin Shot are going live, Destin and our fellow colleague Zach Hicks have been killing it with some really cool interviews uh, of some of the Colts rookies and, and undrafted free agents over the past couple of weeks. So definitely go check those out. Uh, it's it's pretty. It's, there's just so much content coming out on Horseshoe Huddle. You got to be subscribed so that way you don't miss a single second. And if you'd like to listen to us, go ahead. We're on all the podcast platforms as well: Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're right there. So go ahead and subscribe and leave a review for us. It really does mean a lot. So Drake, let's let's dive right into it. And Chad, as you guys know, if you want, if you want your, your comment featured or have a question, go ahead and throw a super chat in there and we'll get to you guys immediately. But we're really going to start out with the realistic expectations for Anthony Richardson. And, and like I said, kid is 20 years old, only 13 college starts at the collegiate level so when you're when you're talking about this guy he's still we know he's still very raw has all the talent in the world but we're gonna have to see him put it together and i think one of the biggest uh questions that a lot of colts fans have is what exactly is this colts offense going to look like with anthony richardson under center i mean we can expect some some running uh some design quarterback runs we can kind of formulate how that how that combination of Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor is going to be. Uh, we can even look at how Shane Steichen's offense has been in the past. But but Drake, let's kick this thing off. Uh, well, as as soon as I say that, we've got a super chat here from the man himself, Logan Schmidt. Really appreciate you, of course, the man that's on the uh, the Lamar Jackson bandwagon. Thoughts on the Lamar signing? Sure, we can we can uh, talk a little bit Lamar Jackson before we dive in here. But Drake, I don't know about you but uh i think a very well-deserved deal uh for mr lamar jackson out there with the baltimore ravens hey you know they finally i mean they got him zay flowers and that's that's a big step but uh, for a guy that has had basically mark andrews and, and hollywood brown who in my opinion is a number two receiver i i think that it's more than deserved the guy's basically been the entire offense and when he's not out there it really shows Right. And Lamar Jackson, I mean, honestly, good for him standing his ground. He didn't get the fully guaranteed deal that a lot of people thought he was asking for. But still, the most guaranteed uh, at, at uh, the biggest signing bonus, I should say, um, at, in, NF, or in NFL history, the uh, and he still is now the highest paid player in NFL history as well. Jumping Jalen Hurts, who just signed his new contract uh, just a little bit, just a little uh, a couple weeks ago. So Logan, we appreciate it, buddy. Sorry, sorry, the Colts didn't get your Lamar Jackson dream, but uh, no, they got something maybe similar. From talking bit. to you after the draft, I think you're pretty happy with uh, with Anthony Richardson uh, on his way to the Colts. But we really appreciate you, buddy, as always. So, so Drake, I want to ask you this: What do you think this Colts offense is going to look like uh, with Anthony Richardson? back there uh, what can we kind of expect to see uh from the start uh whether it is the running game and the passing game wherever you want to start with uh and then we can kind of roll from there oh man so i i think uh i think it'll be kind of like it'll be between short passes because i think that he needs to get better at the short accurate or the short passes and with guys like downs and mckenzie that's going to be big it's also going to be nice to have jelani woods there but it's going to be a mixture of short quick passes to help out his accuracy and then of course the deep shots those are without question going to happen now does the defense just sit back and sag and say hey why don't you why don't you complete these check downs short and intermediate routes and we'll take away the deep ball potentially but his arm strength can literally hit i think any any part of the field so you're going to see alec pierce used like he like he you know where his strengths are you're going to see michael pittman being used as the downfield threat that he is and i think that it's also going to be important that the running backs in the backfield get involved in the passing game too so probably a lot of that a lot of you know options and rpo type stuff Stats Matt says this is a weird comparison, but I think it's what Fe uh, Justin Fields was last year. But since we have more weapons and not the worst offensive line in the league, the passing offense will be much better. And and I I think 
I mean, I always go back to this when you when you hear Shane Steichen talk, he says we're gonna we're gonna uh, throw or pass to pass to score or throw to score and and run to win. I think were his exact words there. So uh, you, you're gonna want you're gonna expect some some deep balls and and for this offense to to test defenses vertically when Anthony Richardson is in the game because I mean. Shane Steichen has said it over and over again. We're going to form this offense around the skills and around the strengths of whoever is playing quarterback. And when you're talking about Anthony Richardson, he he threw one of the best, if not the best, deep ball in this entire draft class. So when you have a kid who really excels with that deep ball, who, as I've said numerous times, has a howitzer, just has a rocket launcher attached to his right shoulder, you're going to want to test defenses vertically open things up we saw alec pierce be able to do that last year on on multiple occasions even though michael Pittman jr wasn't really able to showcase that too much last year we saw in 2021 when carson once was the quarterback and and this colts team was able to take some some shots down the field Pittman excelled in those jump ball situations and made plenty of of plays down the field Jelani Woods, uh, another example, a guy that's big, can get behind the defense. And when you got that six foot seven uh, frame with those long arms, you can really go up and, and grab anything. So I fully expect, as far as the passing game is concerned, for this Colts teams to, to test, to test uh, defenses vertically because of the fact that, well, I, I do, I agree with you there, Drake, that I think offenses or defenses are might try to force Anthony Richardson to to try to dink and dunk down the field, test his patience, test his accuracy in that short game, uh, because uh, admittedly that's one of his one of his weaknesses is the short area accuracy. So I feel like defenses are going to try to do that, but at the same time, if you're just going to try to play deep that's when that running game is going to kick in and you have the threat of Anthony Richardson and and Jonathan Taylor uh, with that running game, whether it is just, just being able to uh, hand it off to Taylor, quarterback design runs with Richardson, uh, getting some of that, the RPO game in there where uh, you either can hand it off to Jonathan Taylor or, or it gives Anthony Richardson the, the, the option to either keep it on a quarterback option or, or get the ball out quickly to those receivers that I mentioned, Pittman, uh, 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 Pierce, uh, Josh Downs, who's, who looks like he's going to be a huge security blanket uh, and, and able to catch everything in the slot there. So it's almost, a, a, and obviously it's not going to be perfect, but I think once you do see Anthony Richardson get his feet underneath him, it's kind of like pick your poison. If you guys are going to play deep, then we're just going to attack you with the run and the short passing game to get it into our receipt, our, our playmakers hands. If you're going to come up and, and play the run, we're going to hit you over the top and create those explosive plays. So in a way the Colts can really let the defense dictate some things because they have a way to counter whatever the defense is able to throw at them. Yeah. And the thing about Richardson is, and it's been a joke, but it's the truth. He's so huge and his hands are so freakishly large that the ball looks like a, one of those little cute Nerf footballs. You would just be like in the backyard. This dude will be, if he can just get the touch on those, on those short intermediate medium throws, whatever you want to call them, it's going to take a lot of time, I think, but he, that's where he's really going to need to touch everything up. And like we talked about with a guy like Josh Downs, it's going to take him building rapport with his receivers too, learning what they what they excel at, what they don't excel at, because that's what you know. Not to go back to it, but guys like Manning and Luck did so well, especially Manning. He knew pretty much where the receivers were going ten yards, it seemed, before they even knew where they were going. So if he can just get the rapport built with his receivers, especially guys like I really think McKenzie Downs and Woods, those are going to be three, and Evan Hall. Those are going to be four targets that are going to be detrimental in getting him that ball out quickly, getting, you know, maybe some easy throws so that he can build his confidence and get better at those shorter throws. Drake, you and Patrick are on the same wavelength here. Patrick says Evan Hull is going to surprise fo uh, folks too. I Love agree. Uh, I, I mean, I just wrote a piece this week on Evan Hull and his comments after the draft. And 
I compared him to all their skill sets aren't aren't identical. I mean, I think he could be, uh, if you want a Colts comparison, Naheem Hines 2.0 for this team, a a back that uh, can play primarily on third downs, uh, does really well in pass protection, but he can be put in the slot. He can be put out wide. He can even just be sent out of the backfield on a route. He was, in my opinion, the best receiving back outside of Bijan Robinson, but Bijan Robinson in this draft class was an absolute freak at the running back position. But Evan Hall, one of the best pass-catching running backs in this entire class. And if you want to take it a step further, maybe look at how this this kind of correlates to a Shane Steichen offense. If you watched a lot of the Eagles last year, uh, it, it kind of kind of make he may correlate to the Kenneth Gainwell role. Kenneth Gainwell was a was a change of pace, pass catching back that was very productive for the Eagles last year uh when Miles Sanders wasn't in the game and they and they did need some more of a of a pass catching back presence there. So you're you're gonna want to you're gonna definitely see I think Evan Hall have that that opportunity. And and the thing is too, it's not like Jonathan Taylor's no slouch at catching the football the backfield either. I think it's just because we we see him as such a featured back in the NFL guy that racks up 1800 rushing yards and, and 20 touchdowns like he did in 2021. I mean, yes. Could he, could he improve in on third on his third down back responsibilities, such as in pass protection, especially? Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's probably one of the weaker points of Jonathan Taylor's game is pass protection. I think we need to see uh, an improvement there, uh, especially this, this upcoming year, but, uh, you've got you've got quality backs that I think once you get them out into space, especially Jonathan Taylor and Evan Hall, that they can really do some work. So, uh, but the next thing I want to ask, kind of like just expectations on Anthony Richardson, and this might be one of the biggest questions as well, is is when are we going to see Anthony Richardson on the field? Uh, does he start game one? Does it take about halfway through the season? Is it possible? Is it even possible to think that we might not see Anthony Richardson at all in his rookie season? So a lot of that's up in the air. Drake, I want to see, I'm going to ask you this. When do you expect to see Anthony Richardson out there? And, and when do you, what do you think is going to, to really constitute or, or what do you think the Colts are going to be waiting on and until he say, yep, he's ready, we need to get him out there? Well, I, I think that Steichen deep down wants to start the guy week one. Um, even he's voiced that, look, you get you – get ex- when a guy like that has as little of experience as he's got, you know, sitting him honestly might set him back a bit. You might want to throw him in. But the thing is, I think more realistically, he starts like week five and six or five or six or something like that. Now, here's the thing. It's entirely going to depend on you. And of course, you you can elaborate more on this, but it's going to depend on where they see him in OTAs. What's his mentality? How well is he absorbing film? Is he connecting with the receivers mentally and also on the on the field? Um, you know, route trees, is he able to hit those intermediate short throws that we're talking about? I, I remember Morocco Brown literally asked him, you know, what have you been working on lately when he was at his pro day? And he said, footwork, my footwork, you know, I got to get a, a little bit better at the footwork. It's a little bit sloppy. Uh, that's going to be his biggest thing, I think, is footwork. Because he's clearly got the, He's. I think he's really got a quarterback brain. I really do. But I, I think that there's just those mechanical things that are just going to have to take a big step forward. If they don't think he's ready, I really think it's weeks five and six you can expect him. But look, I truly believe that he is going to have to be 100% ready. They're not going to throw him in saying, oh, we think he's 95% of the way there. They're not doing that, man. They're not going to ruin this kid. So I think that he's going to have to, everyone's going to be in a room. And they're going to be like, you think he's ready? You think he's ready? You think he's ready? It's going to have to be a unanimous decision. Otherwise, I think weeks five or six, you can expect him unless they're winning. Marvin Fox says training camp will dictate everything. Yep. And, and I think it's, you're right there is they're, they're not going to make they're not going to throw him out there uh throw him to the wolves in a sense and, and put yeah. him out there before before he's really ready they're they're gonna it's it's gonna take time and and it, this is well everyone wants to know what this question and even we obviously we're proposing this question it's it's probably the hardest question to answer when trying to project what Anthony Richardson can do this year is just because it, it's, it's really, 
The best answer is it depends. And what I mean by that is when can he fully grasp this offense? When is he going to be able to to make those checks at the line, be comfortable in that NFL offense where he's not just sitting there and, and, and almost being overwhelmed to the point where he's thinking too much when he's out on the field? Yep. And then he's not able to really use his his playmaking ability, be able to use those natural gifts that that have made him so enticing as a prospect. So honestly, I, I really like that that area that you said, week five to week six. I think that's a really good guesstimate of where of where we could see Anthony Richardson take over as the full-time starter. I, I definitely think it's going to be before week eight. I think before the middle of the season. Anthony Richardson will be in there because ultimately at the end of the day, the kid needs reps. This isn't, this isn't a, an apples to apples comparison of when Patrick Mahomes was brought in. I know people say Patrick Mahomes sat uh, for that entire first year and, and learned behind Alex Smith. But, but here's the thing. I mean, Alex Smith, it was a, was a starting quarterback in the league for, for many, many years. And, and Alex Smith was out there winning football games too, had a better roster around, uh, around him than I would say that the Colts do around Gardner Minshew. I would take Alex Smith over Gardner Minshew uh, nine times out of 10. So <laughs> it's a little bit different. Plus, I mean, when, when Patrick Mahomes came into the NFL, he had started for three plus seasons at Texas Tech. Anthony Richardson has only started one year at Florida. He needs those live reps. He really does. So I think this is going to be interesting because even though I say, I mean, week five, week six could be, I agree with you there, Drake, that's probably when we could see him take over as the starter. I think we're going to actually see him a lot sooner than that. I think that what the, what's going to happen is the Colts are going to bring him in and have certain packages for him throughout the game. So he might not be out there the entire time, but but you're going to see him come in for, for maybe a couple drives here and there or in certain situations where maybe it's a, a certain red zone package or when the Colts plan to do a, a run heavy or RPO uh, package on that drive. You're going to see him come in here in little, in little spurts to, uh, uh, to get his feet wet and then you're going to see more and more and more until he's fully ready and the Colts are like, okay, he's mastered this offense. He knows what he's doing and he can go out there. And hell, he, he, that, I'm not even ruling it out that it's week one. I mean, if he comes into OTAs and training camp and, and really I don't necessarily need to see him just uh, dominate on the field, it's more going to be the stuff that we aren't privy to see. It's how he is in the meeting groups, how he is being able to diagnose things. And then I'm thinking when we're at training camp, we're probably going to be able to see some of that stuff uh, and how quickly he's processing defenses and how able he's, uh, how quickly he's able to make his reads and his, and his progressions in those live periods, because that's going to be a very big test for him. But it's, it's all going to be about the mental. It's really all going to be about the mental side of it. And then once he has that grasp, then I think we're going to see the Colts say, okay, he's got that mastered. Now it's time to go out there, take your highs, take your lows as that quarterback out there, but get that those valuable reps and that in that invaluable experience that you really just can't, there's no substitute for it. So it, I think it is going to be interesting how the Colts do handle this at the beginning of the year, but, but I fully believe the Colts aren't going to set him out there until they believe and the coaching staff firmly believes that he is ready to handle it. Well, and again, you know, I won't go into the details because uh, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll consider myself being on repeat saying this, but he is in the best quarterback-centric hands he can be in. You have three guys that know this position. They've helped develop young guys, mobile guys, pocket passers, volume passers. They've developed them all, all three across the board. They will know, and they will have a damn good idea on when he's ready because they're all going to be talking. And because they're both uh, both JBC and uh, Cam Turner underneath Steichen, but they all three are going to be connecting because they all three are quarterback guys. So um, no better hands that Richardson can be in than what he's in. So, Right. Okay. So now here comes some of the fun part. We're, we're talking about when Anthony Richardson come in, but that will come in, I should say. But then when he does come on the field, what's that stat line going to look like? Well, how do we think he is going to produce on the field? So, so Drake, I'm, I want to, I'm going to ask you this. I want you to first give me how many games he's going to start this year. Uh, I want, then I want you to give me how his passing statistics 
and then his rushing statistics for his rookie season. You know what? Um, I'll I'll give the stats based off of if he's if he starts seventeen games. Okay, that's but fine. I'll I'll predict that he starts twelve. Okay. Um, okay. I think deep down he's starting twelve. I think that if he hypothetically started seventeen games. Uh, I, I've, I've thought a lot about this, actually. Uh, two, so I've got this. I've got 215 out of 385 passes completed, which is for 55%. Keep in mind, Andrew Luck, his rookie season is about 55 56% on his passes. So going to be a little bit wobbly with that accuracy. I predict 2,750 yards passing. I predict 21 touchdown passes to 19 interceptions. I think that some of those, I think there's going to be passes where you're going to be like, come on, Anthony. come on, Anthony. Um, but on the, on the rushing side, I very confidently predict 162 carries, 715 yards, which is like about four and a half, five yards a carry 14. Yes. 14 rushing touchdowns, given how much Steichen <laughs> likes to take those big that he's going to take Richardson's big frame and he's going to QB sneak him into the end zone as much as possible. Like he did in Philly. And I do predict six fumbles though. I think there's going to be times where Richardson's going to get far too cute with the ball. And he's going to forget that uh, he's a rookie, <laughs> man, man. So you, so you've got 21 passing TDs, 14 rushing TDs. I think there's going to be moments. Yeah. You've got you've got him accounting for 36 touchdowns as a rookie. That's impressive. I mean, if if that happens, I think Anthony Richardson wins offensive player of the year running away. I, I really do, even with the 19 interceptions. And 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 honestly, we'll we'll have to see as far as that because that, that could be a realistic number. It's all just going to to really depend on on how they use it. Um, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to kind of tweak mine a little bit. I, I say he's going to start 11 games. I'm going to say around that week six mark, uh, that's when we're going to see him actually come in as a starter. But I really do think that you were going to see Anthony Richardson much earlier than, than week six. So, uh, generously, I'm going to say week six, uh, but I, I would not be shocked at all if it's, if it's close to week week three or four that we see Anthony Richardson. Uh, I don't have the exact number of passes completed to pass attempts that you do, but I am going to make that, that completion percentage just because it is such a hot topic around whether it's Colts fans talking about it, whether it's analysts, uh, Anthony Richardson detractors, Anthony Richardson truthers, the completion center, the completion percentage is always going to be brought up. Yep. I am going to go with that 55% completion percentage though, something about around what he was in college. And honestly, for a rookie where Anthony Richardson is, Yes, it's not a great mark. You obviously want the the best quarterbacks are around about 67% completion percentage. But again, you guys, we have to be realistic about this. Anthony Richardson isn't just automatically going to come into the league and be a 62, 63% uh, completion percentage guy. He It's going to be on the, the lower end just because of the type of quarterback he is and because he's going to be learning around a, along the way. So I'm going to go with 55% completion percentage. Uh, I, I think, I think we're going to talk about probably say if I have him starting week uh, or for 11 games or so, I'm probably going to be in the area uh, of around 2,400 passing yards, uh, somewhere around there. We're averaging probably around 200 yards passing per game. Uh, I think you could easily get that out. Some of them are going to be higher, obviously. Some of them are going to be lower. But if you're around 200 per game, I think you can be pretty happy with that. So uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a solid tw uh, just 21. No. Scratch that. I'm going to go with 19 touchdown passes, just a little bit lower. Uh, but I do think we're going to see him throw the ball plenty. Uh, I'm going to go with 19 touchdowns, and then I'm going to I am going to go on a little bit higher end. I am going to say uh, probably about uh, 12 interceptions. So not not completely not over 15, but, but I do think he's probably going to reach those double digit interceptions because again, rookies make mistakes. We're, we're talking about Peyton Manning had 28 interceptions his rookie year. Andrew Luck was, was in the teens with, with his interceptions, almost 20, yeah. almost 20 his yeah. rookie season. So if, if you're going to go 19 and 12 as a, as a rookie quarterback, 
I think that's perfectly fine for where Anthony Richardson is. As far as the rushing statistic goes, uh, I'm going to be right there with you. I think the Colts are really going to use Anthony Richardson's legs to their advantage. Uh, I'm going to go probably around 650 uh, rushing yards. Uh, you can average maybe about 50 rushing yards a, a game uh, in there, uh, but 650 rushing yards, and I'm going to go with six rushing touchdowns. I'm not going to give him the double digits right away, but I do think that the Colts will use him plenty because we have to remember, it's not like they, it was a little bit different with the Eagles last year and Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts at the one yard line, they were pretty much just punching every time. But the Eagles don't have a running back like Jonathan Taylor. And the Colts are still going to give the ball to Jonathan Taylor a lot down there in the red zone. So uh, I think I'm going to go about six rushing touchdowns there. Uh, So so to recap for me, 55% completion percentage, 2,400 yards, 19 touchdown passes to 12 interceptions, uh, 650 rushing yards, and six rushing touchdowns for Anthony Richardson in 11 games started. And I honestly think we can see some of those passing yards and, and some of those rushing touchdowns before he becomes a starter. So kind of keep that in mind. We might see a little bit for Colts fans to remember, maybe a little Jacoby Brissett package to, as it, that was a couple years ago when Philip Rivers was here. Get him in on those rushing downs to get his feet wet and then kind of progress from there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But I think, I think obviously, with, with your statistics, I think Anthony Richardson, offensive rookie of the year candidate right there. <laughs> I, I shot pretty high, yeah. <laughs> with, 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 my, with my statistics, obviously, you're, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. But I think that's just what's going to be Anthony Richardson's rookie season. It's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster. However... I think when when you have those statistics and you if you can see him getting better as the season goes along, you're going to be very happy about where AR is to end his rookie season. So with that, let's give a way too early record prediction, and I'm sure this will change as we look at the schedule and and as things take place over throughout the uh, uh, the summer months. But Drake, what is your record prediction for Anthony Richardson as a starter? And you can, you, since you said 17 games, you can go 17 games. I I'm sticking by that six and 11 record. I think that, uh, I, I think there's just going to be times again, if you're a Colts fan, you, you must, 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 must be patient. You, you just have to, you know, this isn't a throwaway year, obviously, but like the expectations for him should be completely wiped off the map. I really do think that you need to let him go out there and be comfortable, have him play, you know, have him learn, take what he's learned and apply it to the game. Very simple. I know it's not simple, but uh, the process is so like when you think about it. So I think six and 11 is realistic. If you if you're if you're talking higher end, maybe the defense and running game bails him out sometimes eight and nine. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus okay that's 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 very plausible. It's eight and nine. I think Colts fans should be ecstatic about oh, yeah. that record. Double the wins from last year. Yeah. 
love love this name dave from the comments love it says my fan prediction is 26 touchdowns 11 interceptions 11 rushing touchdowns and three fumbles with a 58 percent completion percentage again right there dave i i honestly think that if if anthony richardson has those numbers offensive rookie of the year probably a pro bowler uh if you're if you're talking those numbers those would be i'd be ecstatic uh to see that (laughs) out of anthony richardson wyatt law says seven and ten Anthony Richardson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, but we do not get Marvin Harrison <laughs> Jr. in the 2024 NFL Draft. Just ripping that that dream away from me, Wyatt. I I just don't understand uh, what what's going on there. Um, but and I wanted to find stats, Matt. As always, stats. Matt says 14 games, 3,000 passing yards, 58% completion, 22 TDs. 13 interceptions, it's another good year, 700 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. That'd be another ecstatic season. But yeah. uh, for me, if I, I think overall my way too early prediction, as far as what the Colts record is going to be, I'm going to say, I'm going to say probably seven and 10. Uh, I do think that I, I, that the Colts are going to be a little bit better. Uh, I don't think they're going to be at that mark of four wins like they were a, a year ago. I think six, seven wins is, is realistic. Uh, and with Anthony Richardson as the starter, I said 11 games. Uh, I think you're probably looking at a five and six record there uh, for Anthony Richardson. So he would get the majority of the wins uh, there for the, for the Indianapolis Colts, but, but I, around just around 500 i think you would be pretty pleased with that uh as logan schmidt said not going to share my predictions well, well logan i gotta find you in the chat here you're probably let's see way far back here but but honestly drake if if the colts were able to go eight nine uh seven and and uh ten i really think that the colts would, would consider that a success considering all the turnover that's happened, new coaching staff, uh, a very raw rookie quarterback, and and trying to get a lot of contributors from some of those young guys because really the Colts have one of the youngest rosters in the league. If you can go seven and ten or eight and nine, I think the Colts would consider that a success because they're moving in the right direction. And and I know Colts fans would be a little bit tougher on this, but I think if they're looking at this team realistically, they should consider that a success as well. Hope you're on mute. There we go. My bad. It never happens to me. I finally, <laughs> it finally happened. Uh, I do have Logan's prediction right here. So, oh, there we go. We got seven. So, this is if he started 17 games 3,112 passing yards, 21 passing touchdowns, 14 interceptions with a 57% completion percentage, 740 rushing yards with eight rushing tutties. Okay. That again, that'd be a solid year. Another good year yeah. for for Anthony Richardson. Um, I want I want to throw this question up here before we move along to our next topic. Wyatt Law asked, "Does Morocco Brown land a GM job after this year? Was the number one bird dog on Anthony Richardson?" Man, I hope not. Would, I hope not, <laughs> selfishly, but because Morocco Brown is an absolute rock star and the rest of the NFL just doesn't know it yet. He has gotten interviews um, for specific uh, uh, GM positions, but I think it's it's only a matter of time. Within the next year or two, I think Morocco Brown is going to be a general manager somewhere in the NFL. Yeah, and when you... Again, and we'll get to it when you when you look at the um, when you look at with the next pick, man, you really kind of get that that sense of just how much he was campaigning for Anthony Richardson. And just when you listen to the way that he talks and just the way that he he sounds, you can tell he's got a lot of influence over the Colts war room and, and just how they how they you know approach this entire scouting process on all these guys. So I absolutely love Morocco Brown. I do not want him to be a GM. He's already he's already interviewed, I think, with the Bears at one point. So or like they they showed like minor interest in him when they were searching for one. So I'm telling you, I agree with you though, within the next, you know, two, three years, probably at the least, he's gonna be offered and probably land a job. We've got another super chat here for this evening. Patrick Wire, uh, thank you so much, buddy, for the super chat. Patrick is a great supporter of the show. He says his bold prediction is Richardson starts week one and they finally win week one 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. None the less. Wow. That would be incredible. That would be not only would you be uh, knocking off that, that, that monkey off your back of winning week one, but you'd be winning at Jacksonville against the division winning Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence and all the momentum that they had to end the year. That would certainly be a, a statement win by Shane Steichen, Anthony Richardson, and this entire Colts crew. So that would be fun. That would be a fun way to kick off the season. Patrick, we really do appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, thank you for all of the support. We have also got another super chat down here from Nathan. Uh, Nathan, we really super appreciate it, buddy. You're always been one of our biggest Thanks. Supporters as well. Uh, and this is this is fun. This is a fun question to kind of ask too. Will Mo Ali Cox still be on the team or will he be traded or cut before Ooh. the season started? Drake, I'm gonna let you take first crack at that one. That's that one's a tough one. You know what? I, I this is gonna, I'm just gonna be very honest. Um, I think he's gonna be cut because I don't know if there is, I mean, there might be a market for him. The man, he, I mean, he's he's not been a number one tight end, maybe even not even a tight end two. Now, I, I also argued in a piece long ago that he could work in the right, you know, system. I really do think that he could, but I just don't think that he's gonna he's gonna be able to be traded. I think they're gonna cut him, save money, and uh, you got to think they also just added Will Mallory. So I think that if it wasn't Farrell Brown that was the sign, it's without question Will Mallory is the sign. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely could see it that way. I'm almost just a gut feeling. I'm almost just leaning the other way because Mo Alley Cox has been with this team so long. He is kind of the leader in that tight end room. Uh, and, and I think when you're talking about their overall makeup, I don't think you can necessarily replace Mo Alley Cox with a Farrell Brown. Yes. Farrell Brown excels as a, as a blocking tight end, but but Mo Ali Cox can do more than just that. And does Mo Ali Cox need to step his game up? Absolutely, he does. But I do think that when when you're talking about all these tight ends, I think Farrell Brown has a bigger chance of getting cut than Mo Ali Cox does. You're obviously we're, you can't expect Kylan Granson to take over that blocking tight end role because he just he's that's not what he's good at. Johnny Woods, we saw some flashes, but. I think if if Johnny Woods can make a huge jump in his blocking from year one to year two, we could possibly see it. We still don't tip, really know what Drew Ogletree's role is going to be as the tight end. And then obviously talking about Will Mallory, who's more of a guy that, that kind of fits that Kylan Granson role, a, a guy that you kind of split out wide, uh, good at creating separation. So few uh, a month ago, I, I would have said that Mo Cox I think, has a very good chance to be traded or cut. Now, not so much. Just a gut feeling. I think Mo Ali Cox is on the the team come week one. So, thank you so much, Nathan, for your support yeah, thanks, and question. Uh, we really do appreciate it. We've got a, one more super chat here <laughs> from the man himself, Stats Matt. Based off with the next pick, Josh Downs is a dog, and as Stats Matt is really. This is why he's the third host of our show because he's he leading us we directly doing. into our next he topic. Stats Matt. I mean, the, if you guys don't know. The, the man's an absolute legend. Uh, yeah. Good good friend, the third host of the show. We really appreciate it, buddy. And it's a good segue into with the next pick. So we didn't really talk about the first episode of with the next pick uh, because I think it came out right when uh, right when we were doing a show. I think it didn't even come out uh, like it was like right right before we were doing a show or something. So we didn't get a chance to talk about the first episode. But man, the second and final episode of this season's with the next pick. 33 minutes long. If you don't know what the next, uh, what with the next pick is, it's Colts Productions. Every single season does a phenomenal job uh, of giving us a behind the scenes look at the, the draft process with the Colts and, and what exactly they go through. Uh, take us into the war room, take us into the meetings with the scouts and, and, and Chris Ballard, the coaches getting in there uh, with the first episode. It took us to all the, uh, the pro days of the top four quarterbacks to show what the scouts were doing there. Uh, so, it, and they do this every year and it's just a phenomenal job. So shout out to, to Lara Overton uh, there with the Colts and the entire Colts production crew. They do a hell of a job every single year with this. And, and this year was, was, was no different. Uh, even though it was only two episodes this year, again, a grand slam. So with the next pick, the second episode was kind of sh showed what 
was the what the meetings were like leading up to the draft about the quarterback position uh and then it took you inside the the draft room on each night or each day uh each of the three days for the nfl draft showing the colts reactions what they were thinking for each pick uh showing uh, different clips of when the Colts were calling their various draft picks to let them know they were being selected by the Colts. Fantastic job. If you haven't gone and seen it yet, go to the Colts YouTube channel and and, and check it out. But Drake, just give me some of your favorite moments uh, of with the next pick because we don't want to spoil the entire thing and go point by point of it all. But what were some of your moments or your favorite moments uh, of this with the next pick episode? Uh, I, I I really liked how they gave an inside scoop on what the, you know, what everyone from Chris Ballard down was talking about with the quarterback room. And this isn't really spoiling anything. They were saying, don't you let any of this leave this room, which tells you again, all the smoke you heard presto it's complete BS. Okay. It wasn't like, coming um, from the Colts. And no, it we, was we knew that we knew that from the beginning. Everybody knew that. And uh, another one of my favorite things to see was just, of course, the reactions. Uh, you know, they showed mostly they showed, I think, uh, Anthony Richardson and, and then they showed Julius Brents, Josh Downs and I think Blake Freeland. And then after that, it's calls. But I'm telling you, Josh Downs. OK, when you when you go watch it and you watch that guy and when he gets the call, it is one of the most intense. You might even tear up. This dude is going to hit the ground running. I think he is going to be, I don't even know what to say. The dude's intensity just has me bought in. I mean, I think he's going to work himself into a legitimately impressive career for the Colts. And I think, and you can hear them all saying, we're so happy we got him. You know, he's, he's our benefit. Everyone else's uh, like despair that they, you know, it's, it's everyone else's problem that they let him fall to us. So they were of course excited to get Anthony Richardson and Julius Prince and everyone else, but boy, they did not expect Josh Downs to be there at all. Yep. It was really exciting to see just the reaction of of all the the of all the players when they were getting picked. Uh, and obviously, following Anthony Richardson and and from the moment he was picked there, following his family, going on the plane, coming to Indianapolis, and and seeing everything. Uh, then talking to Juju Brents, who had his draft party in Westfield, literally. Uh, uh, a couple minutes away from from where the Colts hold training camp each summer and then to see the determination on Josh Downs face I mean I don't want to get ahead of myself but if if Anthony Richardson and Josh Downs that combination really does work out uh, I hope to see props for for kind of saying that this could be luck Hilton 2.0 uh, just to toot my own horn a little bit um, <laughs> but but I di I digress I, I'm super excited to see Josh Downs in a, in a Colts uniform but it, I think it was my my favorite part of the entire episode was really seeing the meetings uh, and and seeing the the deliberation between the scouts, uh, Chris Ballard, Ed Dodds, the coaches in there. That's I just love to see all of that and and I think I, I forget I'd have to see who said it in the chat here, but uh, they said their favorite moment was the 100 adjectives that Morocco Brown used to uh, to describe Anthony Richardson. It was Patrick was, Wire yeah, Patrick. here. Morocco Brown's 100 adjectives about Anthony Richardson. Uh, Morocco Brown called him a purple spotted unicorn. Something yeah. <laughs> and, and the Mar Morocco Brown is the is the guy he always does this with players he loves. I remember with with Dio Dangbo called this dude a hurricane, Hurricane Dio, just because of of the uh, of the carnage that he he did inside. Now calling Anthony Richardson uh, not only a generational talent but a purple spotted unicorn. So if we could get if we could get a shirt that says with Anthony Richardson on it that says just this purple spotted unicorn, I bet they'd sell out like that, like instantly. <laughs> but. Yeah. Uh, um, it was it was an amazing episode. Just and, and it, it's always like this. So if you haven't gone and checked it out yet, please go ahead and, and go watch with the next pick. Like I said, on the Colts YouTube channel. Um, really, really a sight to see. And and once again, commend everybody involved at Colts Productions for for putting it on. It's unlike anything that any other team in the NFL puts together as far as unrivaled access behind the scenes. For your favorite NFL franchise, 
going that in depth on on their draft process and and also credit to chris ballard and i don't know everybody in the colts organization for allowing that that access to be there uh and you're still able to get that access without the colts giving up all the info the precious information that are that's held in that room so to shout out to them please go check it out if you haven't done so already uh and then to, to end the episode let's kind of talk about the latest colts news and rumors here so with otas going on we have been able to speak to to a couple of the players so this week Talk to a guy by the name of Quentin Nelson. Not sure you've heard of him. Uh, Big Q, the three-time All-Pro, the five-time Pro Bowler. Uh, And he's been very honest uh, throughout this whole process about the struggles of the offensive line and and getting back on track. So starting with Big Q, I think, and I I wrote a piece about this that came out uh, Thursday morning, this morning, uh, on HorseshoeHuddle.com. It just seems Quentin Nelson does doesn't BS. He tells it to you straight. You can look on look on his face and and tell how he's feeling. This was a different Quentin Nelson that that I saw. This guy it feels it seems like he feels rejuvenated. He loves the coaching staff. Just loves the coaching staff that's in this building. Loves that Shane Steichen is able to, is keeping guys accountable, calling people out on their mistakes, but also calling them out when they do something well and showering them with praise. And then his connection with Tony Sperano Jr., which I think is going to be so crucial for for not only Quentin Nelson, but for this entire unit as we move forward. Drake, what did you take away from Quentin Nelson's comments and 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 really specifically what he said about uh, Shane Steichen and Tony Sperano Jr.? You know, uh, I, I, I agree 100% with you. you. You definitely are never going to be walking away from talking to Quentin Nelson, asking yourself, I wonder how the hell that guy felt. Like <laughs> he, he will just, he'll have it. And I'm telling you, last season, if you want to see how distraught he was, watch the clip where they're talking about his Pro Bowl nomination. How do you feel about being the one Pro Bowler? He just goes, it's an honor. <laughs> and then looks for the did next not question. Care. Did not and care. Wished, and he said, I wish it could have been Grove, you know, Grover mm-hmm. Stewart. So that's how little he cared about that, that nomination. He didn't feel like he deserved it. But he he said that, uh, quote, it's been great. Shane brings a whole new energy to the building every single day. It's just been different around the building. And he also said, it's just the way that he comes into the building every day. And when he talks to the team in the meeting room and in the offensive meeting room, it just gets you excited hearing the confidence in his voice. This is a dude who's coming in as a brand new coach and he's already capturing the offensive line's attention. He's capturing their want to play underneath him. That's huge because this is a team, these these offensive linemen, even with Will Fries hypothetically starting and uh, Bernard Ryman, they need to get back to that continuity that they used to have because it was gone, gone, gone last season. They can get back to a little bit of that you might be able to get some of that fire that they had in 21 back i mean we we, we heard people talk about frank reich they talked about how nice of a guy he was how uh, a quarterback <laughs> guru but one thing you really didn't hear was about the count- accountability aspect and and there were rumblings that that was something that really rubbed players the wrong way was frank reich wouldn't call out the best players when they weren't doing their job up to their potential uh, i don't think you're gonna have to worry about that with shane steichen no. but and, and then another thing just talking about tony sperano jr is it really seems like he he from everything that i've heard about about sperano is that he's very detail oriented he doesn't gloss over anything and we always hear this out of quentin nelson he is always obsessed with his technique and his fundamentals and numerous times under chris strausser as the former offensive line coach for the colts i remember quentin nelson saying you know i i just i i started to feel my my technique and my fundamentals start to slip He's already came out and said, you know, with Sperano over just over the last month since we've been working together, I feel myself improving. I feel my technique getting better. And and to hear that from Quentin Nelson is is very, very encouraging because when, yep. when Quentin Nelson is getting better, you know that the others are getting better too and really hammering down their technique. So I think that's very encouraging for the Colts offensive line. Obviously, we're going to have to see if it, if it can really prove itself in training camp and and in the preseason because obviously that's going to be one of the units that is under the microscope bought by everybody to see yeah. how they've improved and 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 what they're going to continue to do uh but i think 
when you're talking about in in early May, uh, to hear that from your best offensive lineman, it's it's very encouraging. And then we're gonna we'll talk about what Kenny Moore had to say. First of all, congrats to Kenny Moore. He is graduating from Valdosta hey. State this weekend, getting his college degree. He's gone back the past couple years in the offseason to uh, to finish that up. So congrats to him for getting that degree. But it seems like we have a happier Kenny Moore than we did at the end of last season. I mean, because it was up in the air whether Kenny Moore would return to the Colts in 2023. And and now it seems like he's had those tough conversations with Gus Bradley, with Shane Steichen. And now they're on the same page to try to get Kenny Moore back to that Pro Bowl level and back to him going out there, playing freely and making plays for this defense. Yeah, and if it gives you any idea on how unsure that even the Colts or Kenny Moore were on the relationship. Kenny Moore, uh, he said, quote, there was a point last year that I didn't think I would be here. Whether it's your best season or your worst season, you're not entitled to any seat in the building. Well, that right there, that quote is a, that's a, that's Shane Steichen. That just, that, that screams Shane Steichen. He's, in fact, you saw it in the, some of those clips he was saying, you know, you, you guys, it's an honor to be in this seat. It's an honor for each one of you to be sitting where you're at. This isn't a given. You have to earn it. I mean, this is a guy that's going to hit. He's going to challenge you and make you improve from last season. I absolutely love the fact that Kenny Moore came back. Love the fact that he graduated. Now that's off of his mind. Can completely focus on getting back to that Pro Bowl level. Stats Matt says, I expect revenge Kenny in absolutely. 2023. Would love to see Kenny Moore the second back to form. Uh, and then we'll just kind of run through some, some boilerplate things. The Colts agreed to terms with tight end Will Mallory and running back Evan Hall on their rookie deals. So two down 10 to go as far as the, the rookies uh, that are coming in for the Colts uh, agreeing to their deals I would expect those to be all wrapped up here before too long and because though the rookies are coming in for rookie mini camp that's actually starts uh, tomorrow uh you're you're gonna and you're, you're gonna have all the undrafted free agent guys coming in as well the Colts have been making moves cutting some guys uh, to make room for those players so the Colts have waived running back uh Darrington Evans running back Aaron Shamplin uh, uh wide receiver Christian Wilkerson tight end Nicola Kalinick tight end Jalen Watermeyer defensive end Cameron Klein defensive tackle Chris Williams linebacker Forrest Rain and cornerback David Vereen um, so I think that equals if I can do math really quick nine different guys that the Colts have cut to make room for those rookies coming in um, and as uh, our buddy Colts cap Kyle said none of these guys count against the Colts top 51 players against the cap so the cap number remains the same for the Colts um, but Honestly, none of these names really shock me as as cut candidates with the Colts bringing in uh, these rookies. Most of these guys, I think actually all of these guys really weren't a threat to make the roster. Doesn't mean they don't come back later if, if a guy gets injured or something, but uh, these guys had a long shot to make the Colts final 53-man roster. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Darrington Evans was, what, signed like about a month and a half ago? I mean, like, it, it's just, it's such a tenuous process to make an NFL roster. Now, you're bringing in 12 new bodies that you have to figure out ways to sign. Yeah, you're going to cut some of the people that you feel like can go. So, like you said, this wasn't really that big of a shocker. And for all we know, maybe a couple of those names, they come back up on a Colts roster later on in the year. Right. And I see, I see in the chat here that it says Anthony Richardson's deal was already signed. I haven't seen that yet. Maybe stats, Matt, if you, if you can, if you found that on, uh, on Twitter or, or if anyone else has, uh, please direct me to it because I haven't seen that yet as far as him, uh, him signing, uh, his rookie deal. But uh, I don't think we, honestly, I don't think we really have to worry about, uh, Anthony Richardson signing his rookie deal, uh, because all those guys will end up signing their rookie deals. What we need to be worried about is the Colts have their guys and they're going to be on the field in Colts, in their Colts uniform and Colts helmet for the first time tomorrow at rookie mini camp. And we'll be able to talk all about what we hear, different things that they've said to the media. If you keep it locked into horseshoehuddle.com, we're going to have it all here for you. So that's our show for this evening, guys. Really appreciate everybody uh, for jumping in and, and following along with us. A shout out to Sarah, Sky, Patrick, Wyatt Law, Logan Schmidt, Stats, Matt, Nathan, uh, uh, 
me see cmdsr as always chad marvin fox dave from the comments uh you guys are <laughs> you guys are always uh so awesome and we really appreciate all your support if you haven't done so already please go ahead and like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter subscribe to that youtube channel keep those subscriber numbers climbing hit that bell so, you know, whenever Drake and I are going live, Destin and Shot are going live, because even though the draft's over, we're not stopping. There's still going to be so much more content coming out from all of our shows here at Horseshoe Huddle and on the site, horseshoehuddle.com, where we have been just writing away, trying to bring you guys the best stories and the best Colts content possible. Drake, what are some of the stories that you've got out there on the site that people need to go check out? So uh, I'm going to be writing um, uh, five way too early predictions for the offense and defense separate pieces. But the one that's really out or the one that I was really excited to write was the uh, the fact that the Colts triple dipped at cornerback. And I, I break down each one of those picks and how they were able to get there. I mean, the fact that they were to get able to get Julius Brents after trading back twice and then get two guys who fell two rounds past what they were projected. Masterclass. Awesome. I'm really excited to see those way too early predictions. Those are always fun uh, to read, uh, see what's see what's going on in that noggin of yours, Drake. But if you guys want to check out my pieces, I have a piece out on Will Mallory and his connections to the Hoosier State, as well as why I think running back Evan Hall could possibly be Naheem Hines 2.0. Uh, and then I, I kind of went, went deeper onto Quentin Nelson's comments regarding Shane Steichen and Tony Sperano Jr. Uh, really got to see uh, a, a a big a big Q and a Quentin Nelson that that just seems more excited about football than we have seen in a long time. So uh, I'd be really appreciative if you guys go check all of those out. Go follow Drake on Twitter at DWallsterDrake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL. And we will be back Monday night to talk more Colts football with you all. But until then, have a safe, fun weekend and enjoy that the Colts are back up, baby. <laughs>